podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We all take on different roles every day. One minute you're a parent, the next a chef, or a driver. That's why the Volvo XC40 Recharge is designed to be as versatile as you are. It's fully electric and includes a 360-degree camera, Google built-in, and more. Contact your local retailer to learn more or visit volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC40 Recharge. For every you. Some equipment optional. Google is a trademark of Google LLC. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey, pod four. Here <laughs> we go. <laughs> I haven't said that for a while. Um, pod four twelve, uh, second pod of twenty twenty two, and Palace have won in the FA Cup third round uh, against Millwall two one into the fourth round for the first time in a while, and we scored a cup goal as well <laughs> for the first time in four hundred thousand years, however long it's been. Um, to discuss that game with me, Jim Daly, I've got Kevin Day. Hello to you. Hello there. Uh, now, like uh, our other guest, Jack Pierce, uh, you also you went to the game. You're back. You've survived. Yep. Yep. And I'll ask you later on about your experience, but just uh, it's just wonderful to have you here with me. Thank you very much. Well, at my age, every day is a bonus. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, but it's it's you know what it's it's joke. We shouldn't be talking about surviving a game of football. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in not in 2022. It's just and and we that's probably most of what this pod will entail. Is that it's just it's just a really sad throwback. It was like it's only up the road, but it's like we stepped out of a TARDIS. It's like yeah, what yeah. The... <laughs> throwback is exactly yeah. exactly what it looked like. I didn't go. I watched on TV, but Jack Pierce, you were also there. And again, like Kevin, I'm delighted to see you in one piece. Thank you, JD. There, there was an element of uh, boys back from the front as I entered Box Park <laughs> at about five o'clock. But uh, yeah, good um, good day out. Made all the better by by the win. But um, yeah, certainly. Uh, an interesting experience, I think, is fair to say. I think that's fair. Um, shall we, before we crack on, then, because we've got a lot of questions about this game, of course, and many elements to it, do a, a drum roll for a random patron. I'm going to do one as well. Um, it's Mr. Andy Gray. Hey, hi, Andy. Hi. Unless it's the the Andy Gray of Sky Sports, in which case, stop listening. <laughs> Being in sports, yeah, living out in Doha, living the best life. Living the best dream, him and Keezy. Yeah, I don't know who it is. It might just be someone who happens to have that same name, but whoever it is. Let's, let's presume it's Palace Legend. Let's let's presume presume it's Palace yeah, Legend. Legend. yeah, Former pod guest as well, actually. Yeah. Um, there we go. So there you go. You can join our patron like Andy and get all the rewards like post-match podcast, patron-only merchandise, and access to the patron-only Discord club at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. And this week, we are delighted to be sponsored by our friends at Eternity Home Finance, a Croydon-based palace-supporting family-run mortgage and protection advisors. For a free consultation on anything to do with mortgages and property portfolios, email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code 
FYP, and that's probably the last time this episode anything family related will be mentioned. I think. <laughs> um, also, a quick shout out to anyone that bought a ticket to my vault show um, at Vaulty Towers this month. It has been cancelled. So, thank you very much for buying a ticket. The whole festival has been cancelled. Not just me, didn't single me out, but the whole <laughs> festival has unfortunately been cancelled. Um, I am looking to rearrange that date at some point somewhere else in London. So, stay tuned. But thank you very much for buying a ticket. I, I do appreciate it, uh, and I'll let you know as and when it happens. If you happen to live in Leicester or near Leicester, I am doing a show. At Leicester Comedy Festival on the 19th of February. Um, I suspect ticket sales aren't quite good for that one. So, so if you are local or even not local, buy a ticket at jimdailycomedy.com slash gigs and I'll see you there because that festival currently is still going ahead. Um, but we will see what happens. Right. Millwall, 2-1 win, Kevin. Um, yes. Before we get on to the instance in the game, and there were a few instants to talk through, um, just talk us through the experience of going to the game. Because as Jack said, it, it did sound like a sort of step back in time. And it was kind of, in, in a way, you hoped, as a Palace fan, as a fan of football in general, that it might not be, and Mill might surprise us, but it, they didn't, did they? Well, it, it, it wasn't a fun day out, but to be honest, any day that starts at nine o'clock in a Weatherspoons <laughs> doesn't tend to be a fun a day. A lot of out, your away days seem to start at nine in the Weatherspoons. Well, we ended up in, because the Weatherspoons were so packed, I felt really sorry for the three resident alcoholics who were just <laughs> totally just sitting there trying to do their crossword. Part of Ruddles at nine. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up in the Market Tavern, which was empty, except for um, a group of very nice young people who came over for a chat and and asked if if the people on my table were from FYP. I went, no, no, they're friends. They're proper. <laughs> and and Andy Street was still there. And, and, I, and I, I owe you an apology because they said, is JD coming? I said, no, he's too scared. He's way too scared to come to this game. He can't do it. I, said, I can't even lie that that's not an element I, of it. I said, Street is really excited about the game because he's going to be in court all day Monday. <laughs> um, but it was just, do you know what? It was... Away days are normally really good fun. I mean, but just the, even on the train going to to South Bermondsey, the atmosphere was was quite tense because you just kind of you kind of know what you're what you're getting into. Although ironically, it's it's quite safe getting in the ground, and the the, the actual atmosphere in the ground isn't that that intimidating. But it's just everything around it, and it's just the constant homophobic abuse. It's just and and you know, Millwall fans quite rightly say it's just a minority of our fans who behave like that, but it's a big minority. <laughs> Yeah, and the the booing of the knee didn't come from a small corner. It came from all round the ground and was so loud that they had to turn the music up essentially because to, to drown. And it's just it's just an unpleasant experience all round. And it's just that there shouldn't be a sense of relief when you end up coming home from a football match. It's only up the road, but it, yeah, it just. And I do feel sorry for the. I feel sorry for the club. I've interviewed people at Mill. They, they do some fantastic yeah. community stuff, but but it's, you know, I don't know exactly what they do about the fact that these elderly men, who probably haven't been to a game for a long time, turn up because it's Palace, and it's a shame we didn't have John Curran on with his anthropology hat on because it's like there's three blokes at the end just frothing with anger, bouncing up and down, pointing to the two and a half thousand Palace fans and pointing outside yeah. as if to imply that, that you know, they'll take us on one way. And you just want to, you feel like saying to them, mate, what happened in your life to turn you in? And also you feel like saying to them, I know some hard men. I know some proper hard men. They wouldn't behave like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they just simply wouldn't behave like that. And it's just, yeah, I don't want to see your ass. And it's it's like the stewards don't get it. Why would the stewards get involved? They're not paid enough to deal with yeah, yeah, yeah. idiots like that. But it's just... 
it just it just wasn't. I, I love away games, but it just wasn't the whole. Yeah, to be fair, I, yeah, we probably shouldn't have had four and a half points between <laughs> nine o'clock and getting on the train. But even then, like the average yeah. football fan can handle having a few points and behave at a game. And there's an element of banter. I get that, an element of gesticulating and stuff. But like this is this Jack is next level, isn't it? Really, in terms of the booing of the knee, the homophobic chants. Just, there's always an element, I think. Throwing watched, bottles at Palace Throwing players. bottles, yeah. exactly. I think, like, and for, for sort of uh, fairness, we should point out, obviously, a few flares were thrown from the away end yeah. as well. And I'm not a huge fan of that, to be honest. I think it sort of, like, brings us down to the le- level a little bit. But but there's an element, I think, of that Millwall fans or certain Millwall fans. As Kevin says, like, it is a minority. It's a big minority. And I, I do know a few Millwall fans. I'm sure we all... We all have over our lives met some. The ones I know are fairly level-headed, normal guys. And I don't know if it's just that there is a bigger minor, bigger minority or that the normal guys go mad or something like that on match day. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? That something takes over them because it, it's almost like they revel in it and like showing off to the rest of the football world that we are still a club stuck in the 80s. Well, they do, they do like that no one likes us. We yeah. don't care. They do yeah. love that. And if I think if we all started to like them, they'd probably say, don't like us. We don't want you to like us. So it, they're in a they're in a catch twenty two in that sense. I, I, from the moment I got into my row, I won't say see because I didn't sit down for the whole game. But when I got into my row, I just felt this was a peculiar um, atmosphere. Last time I was there, I was I was a child, so it kind of all passed me by as a preseason friendly. So totally different atmosphere. But I do wonder how Paul McCartney feels that an ode to a friend's <laughs> son going through a divorce feels about his song his song being bled at full full volume to mask booing of a of an action to kind of increase awareness of the quality. Um, I just found that period, and, and Kevin's right, it was all the way around the ground. That wasn't a minority. Um, that that was kind of ground-wide. It was packed, which it normally isn't. So I think it, it was a novelty for some Millwall fans in the sense that the, the place was packed and, and they wanted to kind of show off. Um, but throughout the game, there were moments which did just kind of stick with me. The, the throwing of the bottles after... Um, uh, uh, the second goal in particular. I think the first goal, Elise was was so quick to get the players back to the halfway line and, and maybe we'll touch on his um, not wanting to celebrate because I still don't think we've seen him celebrate a goal yet, which is which is quite something. But he, the first goal, he gets the players back so quickly, there wasn't really a problem. But when when Mateta um, scores and, and wheels off um, and then, you know, the ensuing uh, throwing of, of everything, really, bottles, rubbish, a steward's chair went flying, which was my favourite item which I saw um, going. This is like the conveyor belt at the end of Generation. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ted, Teddy Bear came on at the end as well. And then, and then Jim, David, Jim, Jim Davidson made an appearance and he actually looked at home there as well. So, um, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a peculiar atmosphere and, and scenes you don't see as an away fan. You know, I've been yeah. to plenty of away games. Kevin's been to plenty of away games. You've been to plenty of away games. We know what an away day is. That was different to what most away days are now. Um, and I appreciate that perhaps in yesteryear there, that was more familiar, but to a, to a modern day football fan, that just doesn't happen very often. I heard, you know, I, I haven't seen the TV coverage and I heard, um, I think it's Dean Ashton, ex-West Ham, Norwich, you know, the, the player of the of the 2000s. He's now um, doing some punditry. He, he did the, uh, the TV coverage for ITV with Clive Tilsley. And it was he who said that Palace players should be wiser um, to not yeah. go and celebrate in front of fans. I, 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 maybe I understand somewhat the sentiment of what he's saying there, but to completely dismiss the responsibility 
on those fans for actually throwing objects, I, I think is just bizarre. And he said Elise. I think he also said when Elise there was another incident, a bottle at a corner, and Elise sort of kicked it back and said to the fans, yeah. like, "Is that all you got?" He said, "You should read the room." Elise yeah, should yeah, read yeah. the room. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the a fans, really ridiculous comment. Missiles at him. But you know, the, yeah, the, I, the, I got so many messages from quite a few people. Like some of them I, I heard from for a long time. Saying, did you get back all right? You know, I'm a football fan. It's like that's that's the indication of what other fans think about yeah. the place. But I spoke to a mate of mine who's a Plymouth fan, home and away, and he's, and he said it's not just you. He said we played them last season, like midweek, probably seven thousand. He said it's just as bad then, but just the numbers were smaller. He said it was wow. it was a night. He said I had my daughter with me. It's a nightmare getting it. And the irony is that the the homophobic chanting towards Conor Gallagher, which you could hear all that, and that, that was from a block of people, and two ironies, one of which was they were about 200 of them standing above the sign for Sellers Timber, which which <laughs> Sellers Timber must have... What a weekend for Sellers Timber. What a weekend for Sellers Timber. But they also, they were right next to the scoreboard, which was displaying the message, hate never wins, yeah. all the way through. And it's just like, they, they, they clearly would have heard that on TV, and there's no mention made of it. You, I'm trying to find out whether Palace players drew the referee's attention, although I'm sure we'll talk about the fact that he was appalling on the day. Anthony Taylor, but it's just, <clears throat> it's just, uh, I'm sure Jack saw those three blokes. It's like, and I know there are people who say, well, the thing is with that, you know, that you've got a working class community there and they're seeing their traditional values eroded because Burmese is now hipster central, blah, 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 which is like, so so, so that's, that's the reason. None of those people yeah. live in fucking Burmese. They all travel in from somewhere in Kent or the Isle of Shepping or Laysdown or whatever it is for those games. And I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that a lot of those Millwall fans wouldn't have been to a Millwall game in two years before. Yeah, here's, here's a nice chance to relive yeah. the old days and get some stuff. I, I wonder what Burberry think as well, because Burberry can't be happy that their rather expensive <laughs> clothing is it's normally seen by handsome young models. Is, is all over ITV spitting abuse at Alice players. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um I've got a few questions then. I'm going to chuck these in part three, but to be, to be honest, this is the biggest talking point, I think, from the game, so we'll do them anyway. Um, the Hong Kongese Tommy Shelby. Become a hey, hi. Again, yeah, hi, Tommy. Yeah. Have you watched that yet, JD? Have you watched I haven't, I haven't but i got a lot the of messages. The only man in the world, <laughs> yeah. the only man in the world to not have watched it. I've yeah. not watched it. I can't, I can't do the accent. <laughs> my mother-in-law lives up there I can't get enough of it when I visit her this is like, I'm really it's the only place in the country I keep saying I'm sorry what did you say <laughs> I beg your pardon I, 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 said, I said I'd like a pint of Guinness please but what you just said I've got I've got no idea and take your was. flat cap off while you're yeah, talking to me. Um, Tommy said not a question but this is the first South London derby I've watched oh, wow. if Tommy is a bit of a, a recent fan well, welcome welcome Tommy to Welcome the Palace Tommy, family yeah. um, and my god don't Millwall fans just embody everything wrong with English football culture I'm just so proud my club is so much better than this this, this this is the thing Kevin like there will be a lot of people who you know football has come a long way from the day the dark days of the 70s and 80s and some people might think it's an element in the game and we know as regular fans it's not but this is you know, to some people might show that it is. Well, I mean, let's let's not pretend, let's not kid ourselves. We're we're a South London working class club. Club. Some of our fans will be racist and homophobic. There's there's no doubt about that. But they don't display it inside the ground. And also, we've seen you know Endicott talks about instances when Salah was abused by a Palace mm-hmm. fan on the basis of his religion. It was other Palace fans who, who told him to sit down and back off. So you know, Palace fans show their support for their club in different ways. And I, I thought our fans were magnificent all the way through. Because notwithstanding the, the abuse from Millwall fans, their actual level of support wasn't that particularly good. They, it's only a couple of occasions when they when they made a lot of noise, whereas Palace fans was, were singing, chanting, supporting 
all the way through. And that's that's how you you yeah that's how you deal with your working class traditional values being eroded. Is you so if you want if your football club is the last refuge, that that's fair enough. But show show you're proud of your values by supporting your football club, not by behaving the way a lot of those people behave. And and you feel for Mill, you do feel for Mill because there's I, you know, there's only so much they can they can do. And but it would have probably taken twenty coppers in that ground at the end to calm down any any yeah. any problems. But it. it that that's what I think came as a shock to a lot of us. Is we were expecting it, but it, and you, you yeah. do part of you thinks at my age you come away thinking, Jesus Christ, seventy five percent of the games we went to in the eighties were like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like we were standing outside the ground, you know, and it was, it was an hour and ten minutes between the the game finishing and getting on a train at South Bermondsey. And it's like I don't blame the police for that at all. Yeah, you know, they can only let a certain amount of people onto the platform at a time, but. You were standing there outside and you're going, this is a really unpleasant memory. Because yeah. this is what it was like at most away games You, you, you know, in those days. And it's just like you think, I, I, you, you can only hope, or Millwall will only hope, that it's generational, that surely. But then, as a mate of mine pointed out, ITV's opening shot was a kid of about 10. In it looked like a junior Peaky Blinder <laughs> who had the junior Burberry stuff on and was shouting abuse. So maybe there's a whole generation of them somewhere in a secret lab. Having said that, JD, I mean, there are elements when you get it's funny. I mean, the, the three blokes did you see the three blokes at the end, Jack? The one, the, the, yeah. the ones who are literally the, like they, they were my comedy highlight, actually. Those yeah, three guys at the end, they were like Yorkshire. I, I once saw a Yorkshire Terrier bark itself off a table. It was just bouncing up and down, yapping so hard it fell off the table. That's what they reminded me of. Sorry. It was the it, it was the classic um, kind of last three guys there. What and 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 the one that stuck out was the guy wearing the um, lovely yellow uh, jacket, <laughs> Colonel Mustard. He was he was by, uh, by, by me and my mates, and and he he was one of he was one of a group of three, and the three of them started. This was after most fans had gone, but the three of them were still there. Obviously, Palace fans had been kept in. And the three three of them all started with the same kind of vigour, you know, the arms out, come on outside. And then slowly over a period of about five minutes, one kind of dropped the intensity and was like, I want to go to the pub. Then the second one did. Meanwhile, Colonel Mustard's still giving it. He's running out of things to do. He's running out of things to antagonise the Palace fans with. Not that any Palace fan was particularly antagonised, um, more more just enjoying the, the kind of comedy entertainment on show. And eventually, Colonel Mustard realised that he'd run out of anything to do, so just kind of dropped his trousers and, and showed his backside, and, and that was his farewell to us. So because you've got you've yeah. got to leave on a high, you've got well, after no, all that. But is it, it, is was, it, even, it was quite is it, it was even better than that. It was a minute later. It's like we were saying. It's like the last scene of Zulu, because a minute later he just he just reappeared <laughs> in the door again. Like oh, that's right, he came back. He came he back, came back. Silhou- silhouetted against the door. Yeah, and it's like oh, oh it's my just, word. But I well, think it wasn't much. Well, there weren't many calls for an encore, so I was surprised that we saw him again. To be honest. <laughs> Uh, well, clearly, not, clearly, yeah. Colonel Mustard was just completely relishing the moment. Oh, um, no, nice. Let's nice. move on. Yeah, let's yeah, move on. Oh, we'll take a break in a minute. Let's actually, talk about the game. Talk about the extra game. But really quickly, a couple of questions from, well, more comments from our listeners. Harry and Andrew Sams both say that wasn't just a win. Oh, hello, boys. Uh, it wasn't a win for Palace. That was a win for football, which I think yeah. it, it kind of was, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Lee Ayres says, at what point do we have to accept we'll never be a family club like Millwall? <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of that win, then, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the game itself. It's 
time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome back to part two of the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! Pod four twelve, sponsored by Eternity Home Finance. For a free consultation on anything to do with mortgages and property portfolios, email info at Eternity Home Finance and quote the code FYP. Let's talk about match all football, Kevin. Palace did yeah. win this game two one, having been one nil down. Very much following the pattern of Palace games this season. We'll come on to the second half display and the Michael Elise show. Before we do that, obviously Palace went one down in the first half through. A fairly seismic error from Jack Butland, who has been, to be honest, in this game was pretty good. And after that, did make a few good saves. And and what well, he's deputied this season has done well. But that was a pretty seismic error there, wasn't it, with his feet? Well, it, it does illustrate something we've spoken about quite a lot. One of the few negatives that we can find. I mean, it's like if you're, if you're going to play that sort of football, your goalkeepers need to be really comfortable doing it. And neither Butland nor Goeta look entirely comfortable with that. And also, if, if, if you're going to play that sort of passing football at the back, it needs to be for a purpose. And it, it in the first 15 minutes until they scored, it was it was kind of like, it was almost like they, they you know, Vieira had spoke all week about it. It's a South London derby, the players know how important it is. And it almost looked like they'd forgotten that and just wanted to fancy Danny out, yeah. basically. Because there was no, you know, Hughes and Gallagher weren't coming short to get the ball off them. They were reduced already in the first 15 minutes to a couple of aimless balls over the top for Mateta to try and face the right direction and get and, and get hold of. And even when they scored, and yeah, they're not going to get drawn out. They're not going to come and 
press us and try and close us down once they're one nil up. So it just seemed, and the two the two wide men were coming in very narrow and they were trying to pass the ball through into a crowded midfield. It just wasn't working. And and thank the Lord, Vieira obviously noticed that and obviously didn't pick up on the thoughts of 2,500 Palace fans at half-time sending messages to him to say, take <laughs> take Mateta off for the love <laughs> of God, please take Mateta off. But no, the first half was strange because we, yeah, we looked like we were trying to play football and we all looked like they were trying to win the game. And obviously there were a few robust challenges coming in and I think it took Palace players a while to adjust to the fact that free kicks just weren't being given. Because, uh, as I'm sure we'll come on and talk about Taylor in some detail, but yeah, but Butland, to his enormous credit, Butland, as you say, Den, Den had a really good game for the rest of it. He didn't have much to do, but he made a couple of comfortable saves in the second half. But again, in the second half, I thought we had we had to, we had them down. We had to, when we went two one up, we had to have foot on their throat. We should have, we could have scored two, of, and then suddenly they decided that that was enough that we could manage the game through to the end, which led us to a couple of tense moments because Taylor looked like he was just going to keep adding time on until such time as he could give Mirrell a free kick close enough to get a chance, which, lo and behold, he did. But it's, it's a game that, in the second half, we should have won more comfortably than, than we did, I thought. They, were, yeah. they weren't a particularly good side. And, and again, we, we'll come on to Elise, but you know, it, there are glimpses in that the first 15 minutes of that second half what we could do as a team. And it's just, yeah. it's kind of frustrating that we we could have... Yeah, and it would have been nice if we'd done that in the first half and just quieted the whole ground down, yeah, full stop. And but it, once they got that little bit of hope and a little bit of noise, and you, you kind of go, oh, "This is, this is a, a bit of a worry." But um, yeah, so that, yeah, but so the first fifteen minutes. I mean, the celebration of the, the second goal because again, Anthony Taylor finding many different ways to muck us about. Because we, so we were, uh, there must have been 500 Palace fans still in the bar because you look at it, you watch the game, and well, it's 14 and a half minutes. We've had 14 and a half minutes. There's got to be another four minutes. But lo and behold, for some reason, Anthony Taylor had the quickest half time ever. So we were all going up the stairs when we heard the, the roar, uh, which oh. led to a slight, uh, who's just scored? And then and we were celebrating on the stairs. <laughs> but the celebration for the second goal was that's as good as I remember. Yeah, for a long time for a second goal because that remind that reminds me of another Palace game that I miss. I'll always be gutted about, which was Peterborough away in 2012 mm. or 2013. Um, people still talk about that and the 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 KG goal. So it did look like a fantastic moment. But actually, Jack Kevin's right. It wasn't it wasn't a vintage performance from Palace by any stretch of the imagination. Despite that 15 minute spell where Elise decided to win the game for Palace, and it, it it was it was quite flat. I don't know if they've either sort of misjudged the crowd or the occasion or that Millwall will be up for it or they've tried to manage it maybe in that way but Palace didn't offer anything in the first half and that that error from Butland I should say that Selsey gives a very good account actually on goalkeeping errors in general on the post-match pod definitely worth listening to um, essentially sort of saying that you have to be really quick as a goalkeeper to make a decision you can make mistakes but but you can you just have to be really quick. You have to make a decision. And if it's a bad one, it's a bad one. But what Butland did was didn't make a decision, essentially sort of went in, went wasn't sure who to pass to, and then yeah, it, yeah. and then it, it had gone. But it really did compound sort of quite a poor first half performance from Palace in general, didn't it? Very passive first half, very, very slow to move the ball forward, and that was kind of showing in the, the fans' frustration. Um, it's the first time this season I've heard multiple get it forward, lump it forward. For the first time, <laughs> first time I've really sensed that we were getting annoyed at it. 
and um, maybe rightly so, and particularly after the goal, when we've seen what can happen if we don't move the ball quickly. Uh, you know, so I listened to the post match pod, and, and Selzy's spot on in, in that one. Obviously, he is spot on. He knows far more about goalkeeping than I do. But <laughs> Butland actually has a pass on to, I don't mm. know if it's Anderson or Hughes, but the pass is actually on through the two yeah. middle yeah. players. And because he's hesitating, he fluffs the kick and it goes into a phobie's path, and a phobie sticks it away. But that goal uh, kind of came at the end of Mill's only period of about five minutes mm. where they actually played some football. Um, they had a chance that a phobie put over for after a set piece that we didn't clear the second ball. Um, so it was the only kind of time I actually thought, oh, they're, they're actually here to play for a little bit. The rest of the game, they were they were just looking to keep to their shape and, and kind of frustrate us. Um, other than maybe the last five, ten minutes where they started putting the ball in the box and they put Matt Smith on up top. But um, yeah, we didn't play very well. I think other than the 15 minutes where uh, Michael Lise played a different sport for everybody <laughs> on the pitch, um, I, I don't think we we were particularly at it. Um, I felt the substitutions um, of Edward and Benteke, which I felt were the right subs prior to Mateta scoring, and I was calling for those subs to be made myself. Maybe maybe Eze, I get you know you, you're managing Eze's minutes, yeah. maybe Edward for for Eze still made sense, but maybe you could have kept Mateta on for another another five ten just to see if he if he fancied it a little bit more after after grabbing his goal. And I felt that maybe his afternoon was cut short a little too quickly given that he just scored. And those two subs, I don't think, helped us. I don't think mm. um, Benteke or Edward had a particularly good half an hour when they are on the pitch. Um, particularly Benteke, the, 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 the quality of the balls into him weren't great, but when when the balls were in his area, I don't think he did enough to do anything with them. So okay. um, those subs didn't especially help. Um, and it kind of just kind of fell into that last five, 10 minutes where we're, we're hanging on. And I didn't really know why we were hanging on mm, given yeah. the 15 minutes of dominance were so dominant in that we looked like we were going to score every time we went forward. Um, it, it was a peculiar place to be. And then the subs that, that Vieira chose to make um, later on as well, Klein for Elise, um, Luca for Will Hughes. And Gyro. Kind of sub- and, and Gyro came on for oh, Schlapp yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that they are pretty defensive subs and they're yeah. about as defensive as we could have gone at that point. And, and if Millwall had equalised, we'd have looked fairly odd in terms of shape and design yeah. um, going into extra time, given that there was no replay going to happen. So, you know, I was glad to get out there with the win. Um, I think the quality that we showed in that 15 minutes, um, particularly Michael Lise's quality, was enough to win the game. And it proved to be enough because it's not as though Millwall created loads themselves. But yeah, I think far from vintage is probably a fair summary. I thought the gyro substitution was was the strangest one, especially as on the last pod we were all debating whether we'd seen the last of him playing for Palace again because we couldn't see any way we thought maybe if we played a weakened team and, and to Vieira's credit he started with a strong team I felt team, I felt for Benteke sitting on the bench because he must have been sitting there when Elise put that cross in for Mateta Benteke must have been saying just get me on boss just get me on I'll, yeah. I'll score three of them and then he didn't get he a did cross in and then and then Mateta I, I get we discussed this. I mean, he didn't. He didn't have a good game, but he scored. Yeah. Mm. What do you do with a striker like that? Doesn't have a particularly good game, yeah. but is in the right position, proper centre forwards header. So he's done his job, but he hasn't had a good game. So it's like, you know, is that better than I who plays really well and doesn't score? It's true. I don't. I don't. It's it's true. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but he didn't look like much as I defended him against Norwich, and and I, I accept that I was a long way from him against Norwich, and I was a long way for, against Mill, but he didn't. He didn't particularly look like a Championship player, to be perfectly no. honest. First half, they dealt yeah. with him very well in the first. They half. They did, but he, but he scored. He scored the goal really yeah. well, and it's because I think in the first half we thought, well, Mateta is going to be playing as a proper centre centre forward, and we're going to be getting down the wings. 
and we only really did it for 15 minutes. And it's like, Alise, I mean, Alise, he seems like quite a stern young man, doesn't he? Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. play. Yeah. With, it doesn't really play with a smile on his face. But my God, very serious. I think it's just very that, serious it, young but, footballer. But Jesus, if we keep him for what? I mean, you can. I'm, I'm less worried about Wolf getting injured now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than I have been before because I mean, he looks like a. Quite, well, I mean, he could have had a hat trick in there. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's. I mean, also, I mean, there, there is the caveat he's playing a championship team, but he looked, he looked, uh, he looked way better than they did when he wanted to. I he had that, to, that um, full, that, yeah. yeah. I, I need to put on public records uh, an apology to the the woman in front of me who I fell into um, <laughs> when when Elise hit the post because I was I was I was on on my way to celebrating that one. Yeah, and obviously, it hit the post. I. I mean, it, it was just brilliant. It was like playing a PlayStation game. It yeah. was... Um, sorry, I sound very much like my dad there. A, sort of, <laughs> well, a PlayStation game. What am I talking about? Yeah. Um, if it's, I've but, got a massive... If there's any consolations to that lady, Joe, I've got a massive bruise on my knee where I got uh, my leg went straight into the seat. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he was playing sensationally well. And and I I think I may have said it on the pod last week. I felt that was his moment to shine. Yeah, he's yeah. playing against yeah, yeah. championship team. Yeah, yeah. You know, more comfort. He, he tore that league up last year. Um, and you know, I've seen plenty of Millwall fans saying if they played a different left back, I think Murray Wallace rather than Scott Malone, he'd been kicked into the Thames and all that rubbish. <laughs> but um, the truth is, no one was going to get close to him. And, no, and yeah. there was a lovely interview with um, with Tyreek Mitchell after the game. And I think Chris Grierson posed it to him about how well Michael Lise played. I think Mitchell's probably being torn inside out. And there's a bloke who's kept very good Premier League wingers quiet this season yeah. saying, yeah, at least they will tear you up. So yeah. um, it, it was brilliant. And, and what I liked about the cross was that he chose a different tactic with that one. Having yeah. had three runs where he's, you know, clearly got the beating and defender to the point where he can get a shot on target. He knew what the right ball at that point or the right run was. He waited for the support to get in and it's a lovely cross and, and Mateta has a, has an easy job to put it away. So, but other than that 15 minutes, it, it wasn't great, and I, I think there were some players who perhaps didn't make the most of, of the performance. And yeah. it's probably unfair to name check just one, but Schluffy, I didn't think had a particularly no, good game. Didn't. Um, he was unfortunate to be on a yellow card from from half hour onwards for a very unjust yellow card. Um, and, and Kevin, we keep flirting with the listeners about how bad <laughs> Taylor was. Um, we will he, come he was him. he was shocking, and we'll come on to him in a bit. Cause, but um, that, spoiler, he he is my he is my loser. But um, <laughs> that yeah. left that left back is like Danny Murphy said on Match of the Day on Saturday night. It, it, don't keep showing him on. He kept showing the Lise yeah. onto his strong foot. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's basically defending. It's just try, try and get him. But you outside. don't know when they're that good. If you can go outside, but, inside, they can still yeah, beat you. But yeah. he did it three times in a row. But it's like, yeah, and that's why it's disappointing that we didn't carry on. Yeah, playing like that because I think we could have scored two or three more goals in the next ten minutes, and that would have been a much more pleasant experience but it's one of those games you think just you know get in get into the next round of the cup yeah. which we haven't done for I a while I think I completely agree yeah. I think that's what it was and, and, and made it made even better I have to say by the the best possible draw we could get yes uh, we'll so, come yeah. on to that we've got a few yeah. questions about that but um Jay, yeah, Jay, Jay, just well. one 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 quick mention of um Eze because I think he kind of went under the radar because how well yeah um, Elise played Eze didn't really get into the first half he did show some lovely touches and you kind of see the player that he is but I think for any fan, and I haven't seen it much, but there have been a little bit. I heard it on the train going going home. There was a bit of criticism about him. I think we have to consider that sixty minutes on on Saturday to be nothing more than part of his rehab. Yep. Um, yeah. And start. First start since injury. Yeah. First start since the injury, and and actually for that fifteen minutes where we were dominant, he did some lovely things and and did actually provide a bit of balance. He came inside um, ten yards further in field and and was certainly impacting the game more. Well, he won, and, he won the I, ball for the uh, for the first goal. Yeah. Fed Did he? Center. So there, yeah, well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So 
Um, I, I think um, it, it was lovely to see him play, and I think you know the, the more chances he has to to get minutes, and, and who knows between now and the Hartlepool game. But you think the Hartlepool game will be another perfect chance for him to to maybe get seventy five or even play a whole game in that one. So um, it was great to see him back. Um, he, he didn't impact the game anywhere near as much as as we saw him impact games last season. But I think we have to acknowledge that that's that's part of his recovery rather than yeah anything more than that to be honest and i do think as well it was it was i said this on the post-match party you can see that Vieira believes in his system and believes in his players because it'd be very easy to haul mateta off at half time maybe even another sub and he stuck with it and sticking with it and sticking with your your game plan and and your focus yeah did pay off for palace so he he believes in these players and i think and and the other way as well i mean when we when we just gone two one up he could say, well, let's see, let's give Eze another 15 minutes and just, you know, run, you know, ride this wave. But it was probably agreed with the medical staff that he'll play 60 mm, minutes. I yeah. think it was on the dot of 60 so that he's, he's got off, taken yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move on to winners and losers, let's talk about Mateta quickly, because obviously he did get the winner. Lot of, most questions this week have been about Mateta, uh, most of them. So CPFC Monk, uh, Andy, hi, hi Monk, Andy hi, Hilton, uh, Joe makes, Joff makes art. Oh, well, oh that's nice. Joff. Well done, Josh. Well, they all say... Um, should he stay or go? I don't I, personally. It doesn't really change that goal. Doesn't change my opinion of Mateta and, and where he sits in his Palace future. And if it is we d- the last goal we see from him, it's another way to you know to say goodbye and it's a nice memory. But Ty Kevin makes a good point. Hi Ty, um, who Hi, was the last Palace player to score against these lot and Brighton? Surely Mateta goes down as a cult hero. And actually, if he does leave this month and doesn't get any more minutes. I think he will weirdly go down as a bit of a cult hero. Fits into that mould of a cult hero where they're not necessarily the best, but they've given us memorable moments. Well, as somebody uh, said quite loudly at the end of the game when he was being applauded by the Palace fans, you've scored against Brighton, you've scored against Millwall, now fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, which I think... That's the name of this week's pod. Basically. But he's got... um, He's got a loan deal, I think, already arranged with Sanetian, I believe. Right, Is that right? Yeah, I yeah. understand. Um, I don't know, but yeah, maybe. I, I don't think... It's exactly as we discussed in the last pod. I don't think his performance or his goal has changed where I think he stands in the pecking order at Palace, which is the, the, at the bottom of the available strikers we have. He, he will be a quiz question in years to come, but... You know, it's, it's not a bad... If, if, you're, if you're not going to score many goals for Palace, then scoring most of them against Brighton and Millwall is not a bad way to be remembered. I, I think I think why he stands out is because our recent recruitment, the players we've brought in since him, have been so good <laughs> that it yeah. kind of indicates, it highlights that he's, in the nicest possible way, an old school Palace signing. He's a Sirlot. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's yeah. a kind of player that they obviously looks good in the videos. He's big and strong, but it just isn't as good as the players we've brought in since. And he seems like the last stab in the dark, doesn't he? he abs- absolutely, last... absolutely. Could be. Yeah. It will take a pump. You never know. It's yeah, not we'll see how he goes. See how he goes. It, it hasn't. It clearly hasn't worked. I and mean, I feel sorry for him because you you assume. That like most footballers, he just wants to play football. And I, I think you wouldn't be at all surprised to learn that he goes to another league where the football is slightly different and he scores he scores quite a few yeah. goals. Yeah. Because that's that's probably where he is. A mid-table French team is probably is probably where he is. But you know, I, I thought again, we've talked about players who had their chance to shine. I mean, you you'd think if Mateta was a potentially good player, then against Millwall was the is the place to show it. Um I I don't think he'll be it, we won't be talking about him this time next season unless he's just won the Ballon d'Or. 
uh, or still here for some reason. Yeah, so can't get rid of him. Um, I think Jack. He he has though. It's fair to say, found a place in a lot of Palace fans' hearts. And there are a lot of Palace yeah. fans who still actually sort of pine for him a bit, and I think weirdly be quite sad when he goes. Jamie Penston Raju is one of our oh, Jamie, regulars. Yeah. Hi, Jamie. Okay. Has said that. Why he doesn't hold up the ball like Mateta or carry it like Edward, he is the best in the box finisher. And should we keep him as an option from the bench? And Jack Phillips, um, Hello, Jack. hi Jack, says, Hello. is Mateta the logical choice for Benteke standing and eventually his successor? So I think there will still be a few players disappointed. But I don't, you know, I've got, I've got, a, I've got the, the picture that a friend did for me of him celebrating his goal against Brighton. I've got that nicely framed. It's, it's great. Yeah, we, we were talking about this on Saturday in a way, but there's all these rumours about getting Enketier in, yeah. whose goal-scoring record in the Premier League isn't isn't fantastic. If he's going to score goals when he plays, then you'd think he isn't. Why not try and get him? But that's the big mystery, isn't it? He's not not playing well, but he's in the right place to score a goal. What's, what, what's a goal the, against striker, you know. Yeah. What, what's the fee? If he meets a, is it fifteen million or something, something like that? Something like that, fifteen, yeah, seventeen, or something. I mean, that's what we paid for Edward. So you think there's got to be better yeah. value for money? Yeah, in the yeah, market. yeah, yeah. Fair point. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's all I would say. But if it, I said last week, if he's to stay until the end of the season, it's not the end of the world. He's proven that he no, can no, at least not... do a job in the Premier League. Um, and I think he will only go if the powers that be agree that someone of better standing is coming in, be that Enketia or or someone we've not heard of yet. But <clears throat> I think when his time does come to an end at Palace, he has done enough to um, be mentioned with a, with a smile by many Palace fans yeah, yeah. as they kind of talk about that that you know um, uh, what's the what's the cult hero type yeah. type character. And he now goes, and I hope um, you know in his in his old age, and he's asked by his grandchildren why he has a Millwall and a Brighton corner flag in his <laughs> office. <laughs> I hope he looks at them with pride and. Um, no, I, I, I think I, I can't add anything else to what you just said about his limitations, but um, I think uh, he he would do a job until now and the end of the season, but I'd like to go into next season um, with a better quality third choice central striker. Mm, yeah, that's, that's how I'd leave it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's totally fair, but he will go down as a nice as a nice memory. And when we do our cult hero 11 at some point, you know, over the summer or whatever, we'll fill an international break. I'm sure he'll be in many people's list for that. So fair play to him. Uh, but anyway, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, winners and losers. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. 
Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. This summer, go to the movies. Projected on the side of a mountain. Discover a new favorite restaurant, your campsite. Find yourself when you lose your signal. Discover a new playlist, Mother Nature. Make your summer special at the Kia Summer Sales Event with a dependable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Event N7523. Welcome back to the Finding Plan podcast. Hey! Sponsored by Eternity Home Finance for a free consultation on anything to do with mortgages and property portfolios. Email info at Eternity Home Finance and quote the code FYP. It's time for winners and losers. This is the part where we split from our public feed, our legacy fans, uh, with our patrons. So this is a patron-only section. If you want to hear it, please go to patron.com slash FYP podcast and sign up. Uh, but if you're listening on the public feed, you'll now hear a clip from the post-match pod with me, Adam and Dom uh, talking about that Millwall win. So let's make a split now. But on VAR in general, Mike Clark has said, VAR, a refreshing break from it today, or did this absence allow a few too many interesting tackles from Millwall? It was an interesting, almost like archaic experience watching a game without VAR. Well, we should be thankful there was no VAR, quite frankly, because Mateta was offside in the build-up to the goal. So, I mean, he was was half a yard. That would definitely not have stood. And I'm not sure that was a penalty in the first half. Initially, when you see it full tilt, it looks... It's a very risky challenge for Saville to be making. Yeah. But I think he gets the ball and um, maybe the follow-through comes in, but the ball's gone. Yeah. and, and, and Eze goes down, but but no, the, Mateta was offside. Mateta was half a yard offside, retreating as he comes on to, to Mitchell's pass and then lays it off to Gallagher and Gallagher to Elise and Elise scores. So that goal wouldn't have stood. So, um, yeah, it was a very refreshing break from VAR and it should never come back. <laughs> it was. It was. I, I, com- I completely disagree for the record. <laughs> <laughs> come on then. But no, I just, no, I, I, I actually thought. Taylor was very keen, given the sort of occasion, not to book anybody too early in the game. It appeared he let a few things go. I said to Tom at half time, he booked Jeffrey Schlupp for waving his arms at him over a decision. But McNamara, I think, on Gallagher was Ooh. a yellow card. Yeah. Uh, uh, George Saville tried to do Anderson with that challenge shortly before the penalty or just after, I can't remember which one it was, you know, the penalty shout. It wasn't a penalty having seen it back. And Ojo also went down and dived in the box just before half time when he had a little run and the ball went out of play. All three of them are yellow cards, really, and he didn't give any. And then Jeffrey Schlupp uh, made that challenge in the second half while he was on the yellow card. Yeah. And a few people were like, oh, he'll go off here. And I'm like, he can't send him off for that. One, it's really soft. It's barely a foul. And two, he's probably now sitting there thinking, 
I've booked a few of the others that I should have done, but I've booked him for waving his arms around. I think it was going to take more than that for him to go off. But there were, I thought, a few challenges that were, you know, it was a little bit agricultural and a and a little bit, you know, Premier League, uh, Premier League big time boys rocking up, and the the local crowd perhaps responding well to a little bit of. Uh, uh, heavy treatment being dished in, out in that direction, really. Um, that said, so yeah. VAR wouldn't have changed any of those decisions. VAR wouldn't have decided that. No, any no, of those no, were no, 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 no. I don't. I, I don't think. Well, it can't. I mean, can it? It can't. No. It can't. No. no, no. You're right about the VAR situation with Mateta. Although I haven't seen it back exactly with lines or anything like that. Oh, it's, it looks oh, it's very it's, obvious. It's obvious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah very obvious. No, I've not. I've not seen it properly back yet, so I can't tell you that. But. No, the VAR situation wouldn't have changed any of those decisions. But when I said I disagree, I disagree as in it's not a refreshing change from VAR. I like it because I like the right outcome. The difficulty yeah. with VAR this season is that they haven't always got the right outcome, even with the tools, and have managed to get it wrong. Which you know, they always, regular which they will, because it is human. That always will happen because it's still human error. It was just, it was just different watching a game, seeing yeah. an incident, and thinking, "Oh, hang on, that's going to go to." Oh no, oh no, it's not. I guess we're playing on, and and just, it's just a different experience. That was our winners and losers for patrons only. So if you want to hear what that that was, or if you enjoyed the post-match clip and want to hear more from that each week, do go to patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast and sign up. Um, after the break, questions. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. ¿No se merece tu familia lo mejor? Entonces, ¿por qué no los mejores huevos? Ahora, Egglands Best están disponibles en deliciosas opciones. Huevos clásicos de gallina libre de jaula y orgánicos de Egglands, que ofrecen un sabor más delicioso y fresco de granja, que le encantará a tu familia. En comparación con los huevos ordinarios, Egglands Best contiene la mejor nutrición como 6 veces más vitamina D, 10 veces más vitamina E y el doble de omega 3 y B12. Solo Egglands Best. Mejor sabor, mejor nutrición, mejores huevos. Visita egglandsbest.com para más información. When it comes to business and meeting travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold your meeting or the innovative industries that will make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insights said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. And when work wraps up for the day, the evening is just getting started. I'd love to tell you about all the 46 Michelin-rated restaurants, or the array of outstanding dishes that'll have you coming back again and again. But executive chef Guillaume Rabin of Lake Nona Wave Hotel can sum it up better than me. Orlando has a world of artisans, so you can try incredible cuisines from across the globe. It's so true, and there's so much more. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at orlandoforbusiness.com. 
Welcome back to the Fucking Time Podcast. Hey! Pod 412, sponsored by Eternity Home Finance. For a free consultation on anything to do with mortgages and property portfolios, email info at Eternity Home Finance and quote the code FYP. Question time. We've had we've covered most of them so far this week, actually, boys. Well played. Um, of course, I think you mentioned it earlier, Kevin. we the draw has come out, and we've got a mm. very, very yeah, favorable yeah. draw for round four, League Two, Hartlepool. Um, here's a couple of questions for on that. Patrick Stevens. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Says great result at Millwall. Obviously, Hartlepool at home is a step up in class. Do you think we can beat them too? <laughs> Lovely stuff, Patrick. Um, and Brock Bank. Hi, Brockbank. Hello, Brockbank. Um, how far into the podcast will you get before Kevin, and in brackets, it'll almost certainly be Kevin, mentions that the next round's opposition used to be Hartlepool's United? They, they were. Uh, West really? Hart. Yeah, they were. When, um, when, when Brian Clough took them over in 1965, I think it was, they were Hartlepool's United because there was two teams merged. It was Hartlepool and West Hartlepool merged into one team, Hartlepool's, because uh, Brian Clough always picked people up and Hartlepool's United. Um, I thought it, I thought the question was going to be how long before I mentioned the fact they actually beat us in the FA Cup. <laughs> About they did. 93? 93, yeah. All that was away. Do you know what? I've, I've waited for years. Every, it drives everybody in my family mad. You watch the FA Cup draw and you go, just just give us Boreham Just give us the I worst. I wanted Boreham Wood away. Of course you That's did. Just, just give us the lowest team available at home. Just for <laughs> once. No, away from me, please. Away. Well, well, but, just, just, just once let us go. And it's it, it was a brilliant... It's a brilliant draw for them it's a fantastic yeah. draw for them because they've had their real problems recently financially on and off the pitch it does mean jeff stelling will be going on about it for three weeks <laughs> ad nauseum but also it's one of those draws it, it, it even in the premier league under previous managers you'd be going oh jesus really this is going to be tricky whereas the the way we're playing at the moment you kind of think there's no there's absolutely no way on god's earth we can we can lose this one, oh, and no. and I think well no, but because also I think Vieira, I think Vieira will put a strong team out as well. I think yeah. it looks like Vieira is going to respect the FA Cup. I was really impressed with the starting lineup he put out on on Saturday because quite a few Premier League teams took an opportunity. Although this time they've got an excuse this time because it's so well COVID as well. So but you know, a lot of a lot of people playing kids and uh, reserve players. We put out a strong team, and I think we'll do that again against. Hartlepool and it will be, you know, they'll fill out their away end, um, and and it'd be just nice to turn up at Sellers Park thinking this is this is a game we might actually score some goals in. So I was, I was really pleased with that with that draw, and I I'm I guess we'll be on telly again live. I would imagine. I would have thought. Yeah, but, maybe. I think Kidderminster West Ham would will probably that will definitely be. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's an, it is not. It's we've clearly got a manager who obviously respects the FA Cup, you know, of and course. has lifted it and and has played in it, so obviously gets it. Um, and actually, this season, you know, if if we end up Jack where we are now and sort of mid table and stuff, and we feel like we're going to be quite safe, and we've clearly got a bigger squad than in previous seasons and better quality and depth, you know, a cut run would be, would be absolutely lovely. It would be very poetic for Vienna. We've had it. We've won the third round. That's very true. It's not getting ahead of ourselves. I should say there was one Hartlepool fan not happy, wasn't there? I don't know if you saw that reporter. Some reporter He has since apologised. Oh, really? What did he say? He was saying, oh, well, at least it's a Premier League team, but it's a terrible draw for Hartlepool. And then loads of other Hartlepool people were saying, no, no, what are you talking about? We love it. It's a great draw for us. So he had to say, oh, no, I got it wrong. Sorry. Um, but anyway, on a cut run in general, Jack, um, Julian Baker. Hi, Julian. Hi, Julian. Julian. Uh, and S. Channon. Oh, yes. S. Hello, S. 
I've both said. Julian says, do you think Slash agree we should throw everything at the cup? And S says, for a team like Palace, does a cup run do wonders for confidence or put pressure on the squad? A bit. Uh, I think it would do wonders for the confidence, mm. to be honest. Yeah. I think in the current climate, if we're not, we're not um, um, besieged by fears of relegation. So I think um, it, it, it's no bad thing. And the draw lends itself to us more than likely being in the fifth round of the cup mm. um, come February anyway. So I, I, I think a cup run is, is on the cards. I think there's, there's no two ways of looking at that. Um, and I, I think it's, um, it's overdue, you know, touched on the, the lack of cup success under Roy. Um, and I think Vieira, who clearly respects the FA Cup, given his achievements in the in the cup as a player, he, you know, he'd love to go far in the, in the competition. And I think the club would be happy to facilitate that as well. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I, you know, I think it, it, I'm with Kevin. I wanted somebody at home that I would rather um, see as a as, as a, an easier fixture than, you know, playing a City or a, or a Liverpool. So, um, yeah, uh, bring it on. I'm looking forward to it. It's a novelty of playing a club that I don't actually think I've seen us play in my in my palace visiting um, day. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. And um, yeah, to to kind of echo Patrick's sentiment, it's the reward um, for going through in the cup is, is playing bigger clubs as you go. So I'm mm. um, looking forward to that. And I think it'll be a good occasion. Uh, I hope they bring a lot. I hope the club has some form of discussion with them about how much they want because I think that's part of the love of the FA Cup is yeah. that you know you see away ends filled and yeah. if that's the whole of the Arthur then so be it um, but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that and I guess you have to say injuries COVID AFCON will impact the playing squad but we had that this weekend and we put out a very strong team and you'd like to think Vieira will, will do the same again as I said it's another chance for uh, someone as, as uh, in this position as Eze to probably get more minutes um, there might be other elements you, you know you'd expect Butland to play again um, so yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm excited. It's a good draw. It would be nice actually as well if the club can do some sort of ticket deal maybe and fill I'm, out Selhurst. Um, I'm sure they will. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be five pound, ten pound tickets. I'm sure they will do that. Yeah, that would especially, be great. Especially especially if it's chosen as one of the the broadcast games. That's the other thing as well. Be. It's a chance to make. I think it, it's a chance to make a bit of extra money as well. You get sixty five grand for winning in the third round. Yeah, you get to the quarter final, you're getting a bit of money in your in your pocket. You get extra broadcasting money, so it's all it's all good. It's all positive. Yeah, I mean, judging by the other draws, I mean, yeah, Kilimanjaro to West Ham, but there weren't many others that jumped out. So I think a lot we of Premier League or Premier League ties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which the BBC do love. But um, yeah. just really quickly, obviously, it's the first time we've seen Kevin seen the new centenary kit in action for a competitive match. Um, Alante Herons MMXX. <laughs> I really hope I've just not read out some some weird reference to something I shouldn't do. Um, any chance for a unique? Oh, kit fonts for next season's cup game and, and said uh, update on next season's kit. Actually, it'd be nice if we can try and wear this centenary kit. Maybe it can become our cup kit and maybe it's a lucky kit for us. So it was nice seeing Palace in it. I, you know, I liked it. I liked it. It looked good. It's nice. Classy. Bit different. Yeah. The kit is lucky until it becomes unlucky. So Absolutely. I guess we there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. And it was very nice to see Michael Elise wear contrasting matching boots as well. I'm all for that <laughs> colour coordination. Well played, Michael. Um, right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, another derby this weekend. It's away at Brighton. It's 
It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Uh, sponsored by Eternity Home Finance for a free consultation on anything to do with mortgages and property portfolios. Email info at eternityhomefinance.com and quote the code FYP. Kevin, it's another derby. You know, why have mm. one when you can have two? Yeah. Uh, away at Brighton. Obviously, a much sterner test Premier League tie. Uh, and we've had some questions here from CPFC Monk. Second oh, question of oh, the yeah. week. Um, would you start Elise Eze and Benteke or keep Edouard Benteke Elise? Because obviously, Wilf and I are at AFCON. What do we think Patrick Vieira is going to do? <sighs> I don't. I think Elise will, will definitely start. Um, I don't think Mateta will start. I, I would. Uh, my my instinct would be Elise Edouard Benteke. Um, it's uh, it's a hard one to call. This it's a strange team, Brighton. They're, they're scoring. The worst bit of that game is going to be between the ninety first and ninety eighth minute because Brighton <laughs> scores so many late goals. They're yeah. starting against us, but every game they, yeah, they're. It, it, Potter's, it's, it's interesting talking to Brighton fans because they get quite frustrated with Potter but then every now and again they'll pull out a result like Chelsea away when they were by all accounts much the better team yeah. he, he's he got his way of playing football and he's going to keep playing that style of football come what may and then it's up to us to try and exploit that and find ways of, of beating it. it it's a derby but it, it will have the same kind of atmosphere but not on the pitch you won't see two teams going at each other trying to kick each other it, you'll see two teams and for once, it's two teams in the Palace Brighton game that are trying to play football. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Having one first leg of the double derby makes you much happier than going into it. I think they're only four points ahead of us, despite the fact you know everyone talks about them being, yeah. and they are media darlings partly because so many of the media live down there. But they love they love Brighton and they love the way they play football. Um, <laughs> And I, I, but there's, you know, they're, they're in a similar sort of position as we are, really. Um, and they've put us a year and a half ahead of Vieira. So, you know, hopefully this time in a year and a half, Vieira will have really established our way of playing. But again, it's one of those games you just, you just want to get it out of the way, really, because so, you know, doing the Price of Football podcast with a Brighton fan and we're recording on a Saturday morning, which is either going to be the best pod ever or. It's a fucking nightmare because <laughs> Kieran's quite 
sullen and quiet about it. He doesn't, he's one of those Brighton fans who thinks it's too mature to take the piss if they beat us, <laughs> which I hate. You, and you know you're not one of those Palace fans. No, no, because you know it's simmering underneath. <laughs> you know he's thinking it all the time. You'd yeah, rather yeah. hear him just say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I'm, I'm like halfway, 25 minutes in, he'll just say, oh, well, I'm unlucky last night. And shut the video. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Um, yeah. Jack, here's a question from Legal Alien, um, who said, Hello. after watching Hello, the match, Alien. Hello Legal, uh, and all the excitement of beating South London rivals in the cup, would you take a win against Millwall if the price to pay was losing to Brighton <laughs> on Friday? <laughs> of course we wouldn't. And thankfully, that's yeah. not how football works. I will say, though, Jack, um, while we had the Millwall game at 12.45 on a Saturday, which I think, despite everything that happened, seemed like the sensible decision, Friday and night, and it did, did work. work. There you yeah, go. Yeah. And as someone who was there, that's good to hear. Uh, Friday night away at Brighton, I think this is going to be a slightly different... I hope, I hope everything goes okay, but uh, it feels a little bit risky. Well, as Jesse Boyce said last week, it's the second part of a social experiment, probably for a Channel 4 documentary to see how it goes. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how it all goes. Um, I'm not making the trip for this one. Um, uh, decided against it because of the kickoff time, for one. It's, it's, it's not great. But um, it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting decision by the, by the local authorities. I, I won't mention them, given my proximity to working and living down here. So I'll, I'll probably better not say anything. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting. One. Again, TV has dictated when it's happening, I guess. Um, and I think the novelty's kind of worn off. What's this? The fourth season of Premier League yeah. football yeah. together. So it's you know that that perhaps initial boom of well, it's Brighton, it's Palace. You know, the media coverage has, has seemed to to dwindle a bit over, and, and both clubs have take a different approach to how they did in the first season. What's interesting though about this one is, and it's likely that. Neither side will have their key protagonist in terms of local derby, in that obviously Wilfs away yeah. and Lewis Dunk's injured. So yeah. um, different characters on the pitch might mean a different um, approach too. I think we might miss Wilf in this fixture, um, not necessarily playing wise, but I think he obviously does carry this kind of burning desire to beat Brighton, has a very good record against Brighton in terms of his goal scoring record too. So it's going to be a challenge. They're, they are they are decent. There's there's no way of, of hiding that, and um, I would take a point right now if offered. Yeah, I think I probably would as well. Uh, but at least we got that win against Millwall and uh, we'll see you all at Wembley, I guess. Um, <laughs> lads, thank you very much. Thanks for being on. Thanks for surviving the Millwall game. And it's good to see you. Um, we'll be back next week, obviously, with a review from that Brighton game. Uh, but until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for your questions. Do sign up at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast if you fancy some extra content. But until then, stay safe and we'll see you again <laughs> soon. Goodbye. Podcast Network.